This is It's All Good Man, the Better. Better Call Saul Podcast. My name is Brian, and with me, as always, in the brand new Dave Cave 2. <laughs> oh, no, it's Dave Cave 2? Dave. I thought it was... Dave Cave Redo? New Daveland? New Daveland, yeah. I thought it was New Daveland. <laughs> Dave-topia? That's right. In the last year... The U.S. Dave? I have moved. Yes. I have re- relocated my facilities, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. my home. Nice. I uh, moved to Joliet, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yeah, into my grandmother's house, mm. and uh, I do have a joke about that <laughs> later in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I do I, enjoy the paneling. Yes, oh, paneling for days. So this house was actually built by my great great grandfather, and has never been out of my family. So my grandmother grew up in this house, and then we put her in a home, and uh, I took it over. All right. Actually, me and my lovely, lovely girlfriend. Oh, well. Who's sleeping upstairs. (laughs) And I'm loud, so she won't be sleeping for long. (laughs) She said she'll knock on the floor for too loud, so see if that happens. She weighs like 40 pounds, so it's not like we're going to hear her. off the bed. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right, she's going to have to grab some of these dumbbells sitting around here before she jumps. She might be better off just dropping one of those on the floor. Those are 18-pound kettlebells over there, so Mm -hmm. she swings them around. I like that they look like a monkey. They are gargoyles or demon demon monkeys? Uh, They definitely look like a chimp. I think she's her inner Wicked Witch of the West. Nice. Nice. Well, that was the flying monkeys, though. Yeah. Yeah. And well, the they, mace. The if mace she throws is... them at you, they will be flying monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't made her that mad yet. Yet. Yeah. I'm looking. There's also a steel mace over there that I'm not looking forward to when she bops me over the head with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm most impressed by that. <laughs> seven, seven pound steel mace. All right. So it's about a month out from the debut of season five. Yes. Better call Saul. And you know what I found out yesterday, Dave? Well, it's funny because you said that, but we're going to release this after. Mm-hmm. The episode airs, mm-hmm. so we're just telling everybody this is a month old. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> uh, but you know what I found out the other day? It's Martin Luther King Day, by the way. Mm-hmm. Happy Martin Luther King Day to everybody. Thank you. Non-sequitur. What's that? Non-sequitur. Non-sequitur. Thank you. Um, what did you find out the other day? That it's official that next season is the last season of Better Call Saul. Did you know that? I kind of figured, um, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. wait, the, everybody's already watched this episode, Based on what happens with Gene, mm-hmm. it totally feels like that. There's going to be one more, yeah, and it's going to resolve the Gene. Yeah, 13 episodes, I believe, yeah. season six is nice. going to be. And nice. then we can say that we've wasted six years of our lives. <laughs> Seven, because they took a year off. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say wasted it. No, it's pretty good. Yeah, I've had a good time. Good we've times. had a good time interacting with our fans. Do you guys miss us? It's been a year. So this would be the penultimate pump penultimate. Penultimate season. Yes. This Thank is you. the the first episode of the penultimate season. Mm-hmm. You know, when we did the uh, El Camino recap, we, we were kind of talking about this. Like, it's been so goddamn long that it, it's amazing all the little things I forgot. Not only just for the episode, but also for um, our login for the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um how exactly to post a podcast <laughs> and and uh the server for the website the password to get into that <laughs> which is kind of a big deal which is kind of a big deal and That's... then i sat there thinking i'm like ah shit i gotta make like a new logo for the the twitter and all that stuff so lots to do lots to do but yes um, and i apologize i don't twitter i only interact with better call saw people because Twitter's a wasteland of negative mm-hmm. energy, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I think Facebook's bad. Then I scroll through Twitter, and I'm like, I can't. I, I can't even. You know, it's so odd. I can't even. Just once, I want to hear somebody say they can even. I know, right? <laughs> like, like, if my wife even ever was like, even. like, if my wife ever was just like, I can't even, I'd be like, <laughs> proud of you. I'd be like, that's the spirit. <laughs> it's good to stay positive. <laughs> it's one of my favorite jokes. Why are white girls always odd? 
Because they can't even? Because they can't even. Did you make that up? I heard it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you can't even finish a thought, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even put a subject in this sentence. <laughs> Season five, episode one, which is titled what, Dave? Magic Man. <laughs> I didn't think you'd know that. <laughs> it was on the corner of the oh, screen. I was trying to put you on the time. spot. Okay. <laughs> That's, that was one of the first things I did was I was going to ask you, but I saw it up there, so I wrote it down. Which is the name of a heart song oh. from 1974? Nice. Featuring the guitar stylings of Jimi Hendrix. Nice. All of that is false. Was it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was Hendrix actually, died in like 69. I was really <laughs> damn impressed that you pulled that out of your head. Okay. <laughs> it is a heart song. There is a heart song called Magic Man. Uh-huh. So now I'm wondering if the whole season is going to be heart songs, which would be interesting when we get to Alone mm-hmm. or Barracuda. all right so i guess before we get started what did you think of the first episode thus well i guess the first episode that we just watched it's a good start uh apparently the cameraman is having a problem focusing yeah a lot of out of focus right Yeah, a lot of bringing like that's the new technique this season i guess is like the slowly bring things into focus Mm -hmm. as the plot slowly comes into focus yeah you like that yeah nice nice thank you thank you i see uh (laughs) <laughs> we we finally get a uh, resolution on who the uh, taxi guy is. Yes, uh, Stephen Baldwin. Is that Stephen Baldwin? <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. I was, was looking for his name thought. after you said that in the credits. But. Yeah. So we pick back up with Gene. He's running from the taxi. I don't remember there being diamonds. Apparently, Saul had a diamond heist. Did he ever <laughs> procure uh, diamonds? I can't remember if there was one when he's like bailing out of his office or something. Mm-hmm. God, where were the diamonds from? I think it's earlier in the show. Yeah. But I don't remember. A couple things really struck me about that whole opening um that whole opening scene with Gene mm. was uh one, I just kind of really liked the screwdriver that he put on the license plate with. <laughs> I didn't notice anything about the screwdriver. It's like he didn't have to screw, he just pushed it and automatically like screwed. Oh, one of the okay, yeah, I didn't even yeah. notice that. That's what the that's what, you know, criminal lawyers use to quick, mm-hmm. quick change it's yeah. a quick change screwdriver actually patented in uh 2002 <laughs> <laughs> before this occurred or after this occurred <laughs> but i like how he put missouri plates on mm-hmm. because he's in omaha yeah but the whole like kim is from missouri oh so nice more of that missouri is that why you asked me if i caught the license plate no i was gonna see if there's some maybe some sort of coded message i think it was or... mtz 566 so. mtz I think so. Which is what the goat refers to MTV as in Adam Sandler's goat sketch. It's all coming together. It's not MTZ, but MTZ, huh? What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Which show, what show are we talking about? <laughs> uh, I, I'm a little rusty. I'm probably going to go off the rails quite a bit in this episode. A lot of, um, it was actually kind of like a very tense like opening segment. Like yeah, it, totally. it really did a good job of making you feel how uh, Saul felt in the moment it yeah. wasn't like you were watching it like they did a really good job of like projecting the feelings of what was going on like right like the waitress when she just wouldn't leave him alone right even i just wanted to be like God, yeah. leave me the fuck alone you're gonna get a tip it's fine <laughs> Back. So, i don't understand the french toast thing so like he didn't eat it and it got cold she's like french toast didn't work out and it's cold yeah well i think he had to order he had, he had to order something man but he can't eat he's he's on edge that's true that's true yeah He's cool. despondent. He's trying to figure out his next move. Remember, it's the strength of the show is focusing on the minutia, not the major plot points. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy the uh, the the leaky faucet <laughs> classic. Yes, yes. classic. Uh, if you ever need to portray loneliness, <laughs> it's, it's a classic literary device. Yeah, narrative device. If you absolutely will. right. And the scanner going in the background. The constantly, constantly scanning going in the background. Mm-hmm. I made a note that Gene is staring at the scanner. And episode two, we're going to watch Gene watch paint dry. You want to edit that one out? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, that's funny. (laughs) Well, that's what it felt like. Right. (laughs) It felt like, I'm not editing that joke out. That's gold, Jerry. (laughs) I even wrote it down. Episode two, Gene watches paint dry. Um, the, The fan, the taxi driver. So, yeah, we learn who the taxi driver is, Jeff. Yeah, who did you think it would be? I thought it was going to be Hamlin. No, I thought it was going to be Hamlin. You thought it was oh, going to be Nacho. Jesse. 
<laughs> I thought you said it was going to be Jesse. I think I said a lot of things. Okay. <laughs> well, now that we saw El Camino, we know it's not going to be Jesse because mm-hmm. he's chilling up in Alaska. Right. So, yeah, um, apparently we're both wrong. Mm-hmm. It's some character. God, that was creepy, right? It was. Yeah, and like, what's, what? I even said, like, what is this guy, a process server? Because he's trying to get him to admit who he is, which right. is how process servers work. Right. According to TV, but this is TV. So odd. Yeah. Again, yeah. just really good at like portraying the. Really just a fan. I was waiting for him to like, you know, pull out a gun and shoot him or something. Like, was he was a hitman, like trying to. I, th- I, I thought he was going to try to blackmail him, but I, mm. I guess he implicitly was like, I know who you are. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll see you around. But then when he said, like, you know, call me anytime, I'm never more than five minutes away, then I was like, well, maybe he is just kind of a weird oddball fan. I kind of get like that. I think I made reference to this before about Lerner and Rowe, the lawyers down in Arizona, mm-hmm. and now I'm seeing signs for them up here, but they're very Saul Goodman. The commercials are very much like Better Call Saul. Uh-huh. And then so I, I moved back from Arizona, and I see Glenn Lerner by himself, and now it's Lerner and Rowe again. And I get a little fanboy. Like, if I ever met them in person, <laughs> it's like, good. It's good to see the team getting back together. Yeah. <laughs> You're Lerner and Rowe. <laughs> it was just, it's just creepy, the whole yeah. admit it thing and... It he reluctantly was. does the whole Better Call Saul thing with the point. What I even say? I turned to you one point and I said, like, that was unnecessarily tense. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Or necessarily tense. Good job, though. Yeah. Well Good done. job overall. Well done, director of the show. The uh, Gene calls uh, the relocator. The cleaner. Yeah. But that guy kind of struck a good <laughs> franchise to be a part of. Yeah, right? Like, he's he's a very ancillary character, but but very pivotal to... Well, I wonder if they planned the whole, like, he's got such a big part in El Camino, so then they can have this interaction. This interaction plays differently having watched El Camino. Explain. Because he's a mysterious person. He never really talks, I think, in Breaking Bad, Mm -hmm. and they don't mention him again. So then if you see him in this, like, I just feel like, you know, he's got his characters more developed in El Camino. Yeah. So this interaction is a little smoother. And you kind of expected him to talk more or like be more yeah. almost like, I don't know, about understanding of the situation. It's a bit condescending too. Yeah, a little bit. And very business-like. But it almost felt like he was cutting him some slack. Yeah. The only thing uh, I thought was odd was um, that, right, so they go through the whole thing where he says, I want this vacuum, it's an extractor, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, whatever. And then they they totally keep it under the guise of them ordering a vacuum part, right? But then they switch gears, and he's <laughs> and then it's very obvious that they're talking about doing something unseedy, right? Like they didn't keep the ruse up. Yeah, that's, I think that's what I was getting at. Yeah, is is it felt like he wouldn't be as likely to drop the ruse and just be kind of matter of fact about it mm-hmm. without having him in El Camino with the whole interaction with Jesse. Yeah, Saul, Gene, Jimmy. Whoever, <laughs> Saul Gene me, if you will, yes, yeah. uh, decides that he's going to take care of it himself. Yes. Goes back on it. Doesn't exactly. feel like being extracted. Nope. No. Doesn't Maybe he'll kill somebody. I'm wondering, is he, he sounds like he's going to take Jeff out and not to dinner. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he'll kill him, though. You don't think so? What, do you think he's going to shake him down? Do you think he's going to intimidate him? I don't know. He's going to get to the bottom of this? It's going to be another one of those things where there's going to be like a million fan theories, and then it'll be like something simplistic and but genius at the same time. Everybody's like, "Oh yeah, like that's yeah, like, probably that's we'll probably get it wrong." Yeah, because Saul's not a killer. No, it doesn't seem to be so far. Even even in his most desperate, he seems you know like he doesn't even like assault anybody or punch anybody, does he? I mean, the most he does no, is he shit was, like through a sunroof. <laughs> yeah, he, he he talks his way out of everything. Yeah, so he's not violent. So I think that'll be the most uh, interesting yeah. thing about how they wrap that up is to see how that's taken care of. I wonder if in season six, if they're just going to do a whole episode. That'd be cool. That's kind of joking with you because I actually watched this like a week ago. Right. And uh, before we could get together and watch it again this evening. And... um. I, I told you that there was no Gene. <laughs> yeah, he did. I was like, well, how are you going to start a season without Gene? That's yeah. the thing. But now I think about it, in season six, it'd be cool if um, if they left the whole Gene thing linger till the end. Maybe they'll do that. So it would be like the definitive end of everything, of, right? Of, of Jimmy McGill's story and his arc will be completed. 
Yeah, because this is like maybe his arc will come full circle. We have to be encroaching on Breaking Bad timeline, right? Like we have to be like well, in. It, it makes sense. I believe they said it starts six years before Breaking Bad. So if they're going one year a season, then they're one year, they're two years out from Breaking Bad. Yeah, which means Jesse's like a sophomore or a senior or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I threw that in there. I was disagreeing. <laughs> I thought you had more to it, but I'll just go with it. No, but right, like the the timeline has to be getting close now. Yeah, definitely, it has to be getting close now, and it'll be interesting to see. But uh, things are moving because the lab mm-hmm. is now paused, so they're gonna have to. It's gonna be some time before the lab's completed. I think what I like to see is like this season wrap up, and then season six. Yeah, okay. Like you ever remember there was the Lion King. <laughs> and then there was the animated or the live action the, the original animated one okay the better one not yes. the white lion but the original <laughs> the the other original animated <laughs> so, one so the the ripoff not the original right the yeah first ripoff right and then they did uh lion king one and a half where it was timon, timon and, and pumbaa timon and pumbaa watching the events of the lion king i didn't see that yeah so i'd like i think it'd be cool if they did that with this where um, because Saul comes in a little bit into Breaking Bad, so if it was like the first season of Breaking Bad, <laughs> like from Saul's point of Ooh. view, so he never really interacts with we, them. Yeah, he just kind of sees like the 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 chaos and such. Well, that's going to depend on Mike, though, because Mike is in Breaking Bad from the beginning, isn't he? I don't think so. Wait, well, Saul comes in what season two, episode ten, or something like that. I think so. It, it, I don't think it was in the first. So there's there could be one season of crossover. That would be kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, because Jesse knows Jesse's the one that directed Walter to Saul. Yeah, I think so. So he said that he's the one that said you need a criminal lawyer. So maybe there will be some sort of interaction. Maybe not Jesse. Could be Badger or something like that. Mm-hmm. Anybody that he knows. That's what I'm saying. Like, you get, yeah. like, Saul's perspective of, like, the events that happened in Breaking Bad. Interesting. Interesting. I think that'd be cool. But we still got to see Crazy Eight go crazy. Yeah. Because he was in this episode, and he looked like a normal scared dude again. He still looks uncomfortable. Right. You know, he's not a psycho like he is in the beginning of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Lots lots to pack in. Yeah. Um, Statue of Liberty opening. We debated whether or not there was more black and white, right? Because we've been talking about that for years. Yeah. And I, have we ever actually sat down and done the timing on that? I, maybe we might have once or something. I like thought we that. did that like way back in like season three. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like it flashes more and more every year, but I'm mm. probably wrong. Yep. So after the uh, Statue of Liberty, uh, the episode opens proper and it picks back up where last season ended with uh, Jimmy changing his name so that was pretty clever how they did that because the the entire time i've been sitting there thinking because like legally the reason why law offices are always so-and-so partners is because they have to by law they can't be like walmart attorneys or something like that by law they have to practice underneath their name ah yeah and i was wondering how they were going to if he was just going to change his name but then uh some of the things that the Celeste is in, and I can't pinpoint it off the top of my head. I was like, well, then how would he, how would he be under Saul Goodman if he can't practice underneath a fake right. name? And then, so like they probably wouldn't let him change his name. So that's pretty clever that he legally makes his, <laughs> his full name, Jimmy Saul Goodman McGill. Well, was that what he did? Because that's yeah, how I understood it. He was I could in be completely the wrong. office. He was in said the state bar. So I thought he was just changing his name for the bar. Like, that's just the name he's going to practice under. Right, but by being Jimmy, by making his name Jimmy Saul Goodman, I I think it had to be a legal name. Ah, uh, yes. I thought that's what, because she even asked him, if he, so you're going to go by Saul Goodman now? Because he was changing his name. He oh, I thought it. that meant just as a lawyer. No. Hmm. Anybody can correct me if I'm wrong, but like, because I've been wrong like once before in my life. Right. Like, just once. Right. I think you were, you were like half wrong maybe like three seasons ago right. in an episode. Right. But I, yeah. I think it's pretty well established. I'm pretty spot on about it. <laughs> so <laughs> infallible. So please right. don't try and foul me. Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying. <laughs> just stating just stating truth. Just stating what we all know. Just straight, stating my truth. <laughs> my truth. Facts don't care about your feelings, Brian. Bullshit. <laughs> to which I rebut my feelings don't care about your facts. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So um I thought that was a pretty good. I thought that was a pretty good way to get around it. That's yeah. how I interpreted it: is that he made his legal name Jimmy Saul Goodman, 
McGill. Okay. Which is why when they got the briefcase that'll say JMM. Right, because that's not his name anymore. Then he said he's, you know, yeah, it's use his it new was, motto or something. Yeah, yeah. Justice matters most. <laughs> what did I say it was going to be? Just make money. Yeah, <laughs> that's great too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Another, uh, I'm just looking through my notes here. And then, um, so some of my side notes here, <laughs> for some reason, I put um, in the credits that we're still going through this. This is now like 15 minutes in the episode, and the credits are still rolling, mm-hmm. which is a pretty good way for them to do the credits, just like on the bottom of the screen. Uh, Roland Buck the, Buck the Third gets a credit. Who? Roland Buck the Third. Okay. That's a good name. Solid. Solid, strong name. Right, that's uh, that's all I have. Credit, Roland Buck the third, great name. <laughs> all right. <laughs> great, great name, phenomenal. <laughs> interesting in, interesting name, Roland Buck the third. Maybe we should get him on the show. Exactly. Well, who is this the third? Like, I want to know all about Roman Roland Buck well, there was, Jr. Yeah, there was two Roland Bucks before him. Mm-hmm. So they're rolling deep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And bucking trends. All right, I'll give you like two points for that. All right, that oh, I forgot good. about okay. the point you're, system. You're, actually, you're, you're on the board. <laughs> was I negative a point for my uh, watching paint dry joke? No, you just kind of airballed a couple oh, times, okay. right? But now, now that was a full on switch. Okay, <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> smash cut. Uh, Nacho <laughs> smash cut. <laughs> it was not a smash cut, but go ahead. Nacho Lalo and uh, Crazy Eight hanging out and uh, looking for Ziegler. I, th- I think I mentioned, like, you got to love a bad guy that's intentionally obnoxious. Yeah, Lalo is so obnoxious. <laughs> he's go- he's going to get off this season. I Calling think it right now, folks. I think he kind of has to, right? Yeah. But then if you do the whole break, because everybody's like, oh, well, then Saul met them in Break It Bad, of course, because, you know, like, and he says uh, it was Lalo or he name drops him or something like that. Oh, so it'd probably have to be some event that coincides where, like, he gets killed. Yeah. He gets killed, but like at the same time, like Saul doesn't know that he's dead yet. Like one of those deals, right? Because like maybe, the big calamity that happens, like wipes him out, but Saul's kind of ignorant to it. I would Lalo, think Lalo and Nacho, yeah, because they're both not in Breaking Bad, and he name drops both of them That's to right. Walt and, and Jesse, which may happen this season because right later in the episode, it's that's hinted at or. That's a good thing to happen during the crossover season we're predicting. I'm officially saying we're officially predicting a crossover season. Okay. So that's one of the events during the cross. We should have like a tally board. Right. What we think is going to happen during the crossover season. I think we tried that way back in season one, too. Probably. I yeah. I, I, if I were to look back <laughs> in some of these notebooks, I'd probably have those. <laughs> um. And I had to Google up what stepped on means. I had to Google up. Mm-hmm. I had to Google as one, as the two, kids three. say, yeah, Google up. I had to Google what stepped on means, mm-hmm. and it's a verb. To dilute illegal drugs. The cocaine is pretty stepped on. Hmm. That was using it in a sentence. Nice. Good word. So diluted. So word on the street is their drugs are diluted. Gotcha. All right. Makes sense. Right. <laughs> so they go to find out. I do like the uh, drugs coming down the down spot. Yeah, the drain pipe delivery yeah. system. It reminded me when I uh, lived in Chicago every Halloween, there was a guy across the street that lived on the fourth floor apartment. He dropped his meth down the drain pipe. Right, yeah, for all the kids. <laughs> 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 no, but he would never come down. He would even like yell from his balcony down at the kids below. Yeah. And every year he would construct a four-story pipe on a PVC <laughs> up the side of the building. And it had like a little chute. And the kids would like hold their, their uh, Halloween bags and nice. like, see the candy come down. That's hilarious. Yeah, so. Yeah. It's nice to see that it has a... I was going to say that... He's a trendsetter. That delivery system wouldn't work in my house because there's literally trees growing in my uh, in my gutters. But... <laughs> it's just it's just to keep your house shady, man. <laughs> <laughs> Lalo, uh, Lalo and uh, Nacho show up. Uh, man, that's a pretty fortified door. And I also like the guy sitting in the uh, caravan seat, like out front. Yeah. Like when they pull up hot... How do you look conspicuous? Uh, <laughs> sit next to the mailbox in a caravan seat. <laughs> the cops in Albuquerque have got to fucking suck. <laughs> like, well, from somebody that did have their stuff stolen in Albuquerque and had to mm-hmm. deal with an Albuquerque police officer, yeah, they don't take drug stuff too seriously out there. <laughs> They're like, it's cool. They're like, oh, your stuff's in a heroin dealer's house. Don't worry about it. So one thing that kind of bugged me <laughs> about the scene 
was, uh, and I, I haven't been a drug dealer for years now, out of the game as it were. <laughs> but when uh, Lalo uh, asked, where's my stuff? Mm. <laughs> That's totally like the most like typical yeah. thing anybody could say. I would think that since they're all drug dealers, he would probably just say, like, where's my fucking heroin or something like that. Yeah, I think they still watch themselves. I mean, he did kick the one guy out. Yeah, because he was holding his cash. He was holding the cash, and the cash and the drugs can't be in the same place at the same time. Is that what you got out of it? That's what I got out of it. I got out of it. He abandoned his post, and he's paying them to sit downstairs so they're losing customers because his ass isn't oh. his ass isn't taking money and shit to get in. Like, he's up there being nosy. when. Oh, no, I, I got because he said, that's my, you have my money. And these are my drugs, so they can't be in the same place at the same time. Mm. Had a few people get busted with drugs, and I know that was a part of it. Oh, really? Having the money and the drugs in the same place will get you a higher penalty. Oh, wow. Okay, well, that makes total sense. That's intent to distribute or something like that. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I'm still in the game. I see that, yeah. (laughs) Rolling deep. (laughs) Three times. And then this is when it goes back to the scene with Kimmy and Jimmy, and he gets the the fucking briefcase with Jay. Yeah, I'm, I'm on it. Justice matters most. Kim's obviously uh, she's like walking that fine line where she's not, not really on board, mm-hmm. but she's trying to be supportive. Mm-hmm. Kind of like whenever I tell my wife I want to do a podcast or some other ridiculous thing, <laughs> she's <laughs> she not gets that look. She's not really on board, but like she's trying to be supportive, right? Right. Right. It's like, I'm sure she goes to bed every night and she's just like, if if we just wake up tomorrow and I don't say anything about this, like maybe he'll forget all about it. <laughs> like, that's how I feel Kim. Mm. Kim is probably going through right now. Like she's, maybe. she's just dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Grinning and bearing it, if you will. Right. Well, she's not even grinning. Right. Oh, she and this is another thing. As it gets closer to Breaking Bad, right? Because you made the prediction that Kim is going to die. Yeah. Multiple times. Right. Right? No, she's only going to die once. I made the prediction multiple times, though. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, again, it'll be interesting to see if she's alive during the Breaking Bad mm. thing. And we just Prediction never saw number her. two. Kim. Jimmy, Jimmy and Kim are the Timon and Pumbaa to Walter White's Lion King. <laughs> Simba. The one. It does have a lot of parallels. It does. <laughs> it does have a lot. Right? Wait. Walter would be Simba. Who's Mufasa? If oh, Walter's no, no. Simba, Walter, Walter would be Mufasa. So then. Jim, Jesse would be Simba. Jesse Simba? Yeah. Not his son? J- no. R- RJ? What's his no, name? No, he's more like the uh, the bird. <laughs> the, Who's Scar? Zazu. Scar. That would be like Gus. Gus is Scar? Yeah. Well, what's uh, Hank? Uh, Hank, Hank. Oh, he would be like a uh, Rafiki. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of the fe- the lionesses' names. Like, oh, there are. The- it's like Nala, right? Yeah, Nala. I guess would be Skyler and Beyonce, whatever she was. <laughs> <laughs> no, Beyonce was Nala. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, it all works out. It all works out, right? And look, the whole thing, like, like you're the king of all this <laughs> that I see. Where anything the light touches, they're in the <laughs> desert. That's kind of like their little distribution area, right? You get the assholes from over the border, <laughs> over in the fucking the elephant hyenas? graveyard. Wait, right? it, so wouldn't Gus be like the king of the hyenas? Let me think about this. <laughs> no, Hector is the king of the hyenas. Oh, I, I, I was gonna go with uh, <laughs> Tuco. Tuco's. Tuco would be the hyena. He's the, he's the crazy hyena that always gets slapped around by Gus or by by Tuco. <laughs> like the Tico, super violent one. Sorry. Tico, I get Tuco, Tico mixed up. Mixed mm. up. Hector. Hector. Mm. <laughs> Hector. Hector. See? The Lion King. All right. I'm going with it. <laughs> All right. Except for Mufasa dies early in The Lion King and Walter dies in the last scene, but still. Mm-hmm. Simba. The important thing is somebody dies. The important thing is Jesse Simba. <laughs> so Nala died of a heroin overdose? Yeah, this is too complicated. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should get more Jungle Book. <laughs> so Jesse's Mowgli. <laughs> <laughs> Walter's Baloo. Yeah, Hank is obviously <laughs> King Louie. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Uh, Lalo decides he's going to drop in on Poilos Hermanos, the farm. Um, Penny loafers with no socks. Solid, solid fashion choice. Oh, wait. I wanted to, I wanted to say something about the last scene before we got off track. Please do. The, the part where 
Jimmy says, this is why we have a great relationship, because I go too far and you pull me back. I saw you light up yeah. when you said that. I saw, I saw like Because a- she's not pulling him back as successfully, and that's part of the whole plot, mm-hmm. you know, is that she's losing her grip on him and, yeah. and herself, mm-hmm. and it's harder to pull him back, mm-hmm. which comes into play later in the episode. Much like in The Lion King when- right. When she eventually when, when, finds when Simba. Simba wants to go into the elephant graveyard and Nala's trying to stop him. Exactly. Yes. See? Exactly. See? <laughs> exactly, Dave. It all. And then Crazy Eight is the herd of stampeding wildebeests. Mm-hmm. Right. See? Yeah. See? You get it. <laughs> you get it. It's too obvious. It's too It's obvious. too fucking obvious. <sighs> all right. So we're back at Poyos Hermanos, mm-hmm. the farm. Um, Gus and Bolsa are chilling at the table. Oh, I forgot I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> I don't know how that came to me. Yeah. I was just like, is that oh, really his name? Bolsa. Yeah. Oh, nice. As far as I remember. I just had bald dude. <laughs> well, we will be corrected if I'm wrong, but I'm yeah, pretty oh, sure yeah. it's Bolsa. Yeah. Um, Bolsa. I, I, again, obnoxious bad guy tries to charm them right. <laughs> when he comes. Solid gold shirt, too. That's yeah. pretty, pretty, yeah. uh, I like, I dig his fashion sense. Well, that's what he does. I mean, when, you know, he, uh, he does get high in his own supply. So mm-hmm. he's like the wild card. Yeah. If you will. Thank you. Or the uh, the hyena. Yeah. And he, he finally kind of gives the answers to the Ziegler. Kind of, but so I that Gus is lying, right? Yeah, this is all part of a ruse. Yeah, so where, who sold the drugs, man? I got to be honest, I'm sure that was probably answered, but I can't fucking remember for the life of me. I but don't that, think it was. I, maybe this might be something that gets answered or something. Right, like one of those things that they do to like bring up a question only to be answered later on, and then you're yes. like, oh, that's how that... Or like somebody that actually has a lot more spare time would do to watch season four again, mm-hmm. which I didn't do. Mm-hmm. So I'm completely going off of a year's worth of memories. Right. And your memory has been proven to fail you constantly. Right. As mine often does. Yeah. So maybe we know what happened to the drugs and there's probably been answered. And if I watched a season or an episode or two, it'd be answered, but I don't remember. Well, either well, either way in this context, it's irrelevant because Gus is total. Totally pulling it out of his ass. Right. So he's using it as he's an covering up to his. Yeah. Because when he does the whole like, uh, 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 Lalo is asking him, well, what are you building? And then he's talking about like a chicken chiller. Right. Right. And then Mike is playing as the foreman. And then they have the, the German engineers act as if they're building this chicken chiller. Right. Right. But Lalo's onto it because at the very end, before he walks out, he's like, the South wall is going to look really great. And then he kind of winks at him and walks out. What was the deal with the South wall? Because it was like uh, discovered, that's what made uh, Lalo suspicious. What was the deal with the South Wall, though? I don't remember. I don't remember, but he he knew about it because he was he was talking about it in the restaurant. Right. Yeah. Right. So like the whole he's playing along with Gus, but yeah, he just gives him like the little the little nudge because he's even like, well, I guess that answers every question then. <laughs> like I guess yeah. that answers that. Well, because. I'm trying to think this through in my head right now because mm-hmm. they, Gus is buying his supply from the other side of the border. So Gus building his own manufacturing facility is going to basically cut out mm-hmm. the Salamanca family. Right. So they, they don't want that to happen. So what if this is heroin, right? Meth. Meth. This is meth, right? Yes. So what, what if this is the beginning of, because he's like, this ain't our stuff, right? Right? Because he, he goes through the packets. Gus is introducing... His own brand. Yeah. Outside of the Salamancas. Mm-hmm. And then get, got caught up doing it. But what if some of this, like, uh, Jesse's heroin? Because, right, he was... Yeah. Because uh... it was known that he Jesse cooked before he got with Walter. Right. So he taught Walter how to cook. Right, so maybe that's that whole crew. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. We may be onto something here. Yeah, look at there. Or way off. <laughs> which is more than likely yeah. yeah yeah um but um this is where i also made the joke about how giancarlo exposito is now in two shows as a man who's trying to gain control over a oddly shaped bald big eared <laughs> uh character this age does not match the look <laughs> right because <laughs> any of you mandalorian fans out there know what i'm talking about mike looks like baby yoda you can admit it <laughs> <laughs> poor poor jonathan banks <laughs> poor jonathan banks all he wants to do is be on our show and we just won't let him <laughs> <laughs>
He is like Baby Yoda. We just mm-hmm. can't get our hands on him. And I'm, I, I don't know why I'm saying Baby Yoda because I hate that. It's the child. I've never seen this, and even I know that. It's the child. It's not Baby Yoda. He's 50 years old. He wouldn't say Cheeky Nuggies like everybody's saying on Facebook. Does he say Cheeky Nuggies? No, but no. there's all these memes where it's like, I just want my Cheeky Nuggies, and it's Baby Yoda like reaching on being all cute. It is the cutest goddamn character, though. I will admit that. But it's the child. Okay. Whose child? It's just the child. Just a child? That's the name of the character. Okay. The child. Okay, sorry. I didn't know you were so... <laughs> Very passionate about this. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Very passionate about this. Didn't mean this. to upset you. Well, you know, I just like to name things properly, as any fan of this show knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, fake out story about how it's being cut because he, he takes the blame because he knows he's at a high enough level if he comes up with a somewhat plausible explanation of how mm-hmm. it's being cut. He'll believe him because, like, why uh, why would he put himself at risk when right. he has, like, this big fucking factory farm? So, do you think it's a coincidence that that Werner was killed and he could use this as an escape as a scapegoat or do you think he kind of he developed this whole plot like Werner just gave me an opportunity by messing up I can off him and then use that as an excuse to do everything after that or do you think he was gonna off him anyway regardless for leaving and now he can just develop this whole plot around that I think it was just like a, a convenient confluence of circumstances that gave him a plausible explanation for his. Okay, devil's advocate. I'm gonna say side, act, side activities. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna say he wouldn't normally have killed Werner over this, but he did it to set up this whole plot. Yeah, I I think he killed Werner straight up for what Werner solely for leaving. Yeah, and but, risking the whole operation. But conveniently, conveniently, it gives him the opportunity to. Right. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm going with. Okay. That's what I'm going with. Pretty stupid question, but if anybody else wants to weigh in on that, tweet us. Yeah. Or um, email us. They have like this little mini scene where Lalo and... Bolsa. Bolsa <laughs> are kind of chatting, and it was kind of a good, good like refresher of like the whole history of Gus, like how mm-hmm. Don and Lalo like shot his boyfriend. Right. And he died, and... Uh, and so the ma- revenge is a major part of mm. well, Breaking Bad more so. Right. And then Lalo was kind of a dick again to Bolsa because he was uh-huh. just like, like, kind of like, all right, whatever you say. Like, like slaps him like, well, we're all good now. Right. Yeah. And then Bolsa invokes the name of their boss. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't remember that name. Don Lotto. There you go. Yeah. Who That's probably him. how he gets off. That's because he's awful cocky. Yeah. Because his interest, because he even, he even says, you know, like, because um, they said... Because they talked about how they killed the guy at the currency exchange. Right. And he's like, oh, well, that's my Uncle Tio's influence on me. Right. And he's like, you can't do that shit this side of the border. This side of the border. So so he's obviously now pinned as somebody who's completely reckless. That's because you respect America. That's right. Or America. <laughs> comma. America. <laughs> With Wait, a capital comma, you mean, sir. You mean apostrophe. Otherwise, to be comma, it would be America. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Instead of. America. Right. Okay. Well, now I feel dumb. <laughs> so, capital apostrophe. Mm-hmm. Capital M. Okay. Capital A. Gotcha. Tilde. <laughs> Either way. America. <laughs> Either way, don't be treading. Don't, don't be, be treading. Yeah. On it. Don't be treading. And then on the New Mexico state flag, don't I tread on me. Think so. I yeah, could be look wrong. At that. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Look at there. All right. So we're kind of moving through it kind of quickly, but. Uh, we're at the street party with Saul. The circus tent. The circus tent. Here's what annoyed me about this scene. I like that it was kind of like a big like Woodstock for degenerates <laughs> kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not an actor. But it was total obvious that the actor with the pink hair, because I'm not sure how to address that in this day and age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was total obvious, like, did the power walk out of the car, mm-hmm. and then when when the marker was hit <laughs> where they were supposed to be, uh-huh. it was like, all right, act busy, you know, like because they uh-huh. always tell actors do something interesting. Yeah. So they had hands on the hip and they're just like looking around, mm. and then every time that character was in screen, it was always like an exaggerated like flipping the hair or like uh-huh. looking around. Yeah. <laughs> and I can think it was like just half natural when <laughs> flipping around. Stop. <laughs> oh, I want to make such a bad joke right now. 
Can't I'm just saying. It. Can't do it. It kept pulling me. It kept pulling me out of the episode. Right. <laughs> like it kept pulling me out of the scene. I just see this person in the background. Just right. Like nobody just randomly just stands there, flips around, and keeps looking. But uh, it's kind of like the fruition of his plan. Yeah. Which, which is pretty smart. He did the whole cell phone thing. And now which, I, yeah. I, I like how he put like the one on speed dial with the little sticker. Pretty clever. Yeah. Pretty clever. All the fun little things that, <laughs> that he was like alluding to. Like, mm-hmm. like you ladies uh, obviously are very popular with a gentleman. <laughs> so somebody could misconstrue <laughs> that as you doing something. <laughs> right. You like to, what does he say? Smoke the herb of God or the herb yeah, of the earth or something like earth, that. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, uh, look like somebody who gets into a few Donnie Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> Knuckle busters. <laughs> yeah, fist fights for the layman. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's very clever. And, um, the it's it, that was that was whole that scene was that scene like there's always that one scene every episode of like something either repeating or how it kind of repeats and wears down or right it was angles. like a montage kind a of deal. montage scene there's always a montage scene of some sorts in Better Call Saul and it was good to see Huel yeah totally. it'll be interesting to see how they hook up with Kubi. <laughs> It has to be, happen maybe that can happen in the crossover episode yeah you know and then I was just, I mean Bill Burr was in the Mandalorian. Oh, see, it all comes around, which see? is made by Disney, which is why this is just pretty much a ripoff of The Lion King. Right, exactly. <laughs> see, full circle. Right. right. So Of life, if you will. And then, uh, see, it kind of worked to their advantage because Huel was a rather large gentleman in Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. and then he's decidedly smaller, so you can play that off. Like, he wasn't as big then as right. he as he was after, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And Bill Burr is now bald. Right. So... He could just be somebody that shaved his head and then for whatever reason decided to grow his hair they out They do that with wigs. I was just watching a thing about The Office. Mm-hmm. I never knew. John Krasinski had to shave his head for a role while filming The Office. So they made a wig that looked like his hair before he shaved his head. I didn't so know he's, that. he's wearing a wig. Like think season three, he's wearing a wig the whole time. Oh. I just didn't know he did anything other than The Office. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, have you seen A Quiet Place? <laughs> no. It's actually really good. Is it? There's a sequel coming out. A Quieter Place. No. It's just a quiet place too. This time it's personal. <laughs> this time it's personal. But no, yeah, he made one of the quieter place with a vengeance. He made one of the most original big studio movies because independent movies can be pretty original. But as far as big studio movies, right? It's formulaic. Yeah, it's one of the better plots. It's a really cool, scary movie. Mm-hmm. Um, side note: I'm gonna die. I'm gonna digress for a second here. Okay, it's called the Quiet Place. The bad guys are drawn by sound. So okay. the whole point of the movie is they have to be quiet. Okay. That's what it's called, The Quiet Place. Gotcha. I watched it with like five people in the theater. So it's like every zombie movie recently where like they're drawn by yeah, sound? Yeah. Well, what was the hush or don't make a sound or whatever was stupid. That I don't know, that movie sucked. I can't believe I went and saw that. But the, so we're in the theater mm-hmm. with like four smokers. Mm-hmm. The movie gets dead silent. So we're, you can hear us holding in our coughs. And then every time, like, somebody would talk or there'd be noise, you could hear all of us clear our throats. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were sitting there like, can I? I have to cough. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to ruin the quiet scenes. But the movie he did in uh, back to John Krasinski was called Leatherheads, mm-hmm. where John Krasinski was the um, red Grange type character or galloping ghost. Mm. Yeah, nice. That's an inside joke between us. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a nineteen twenties football movie. Yeah, with George Clooney. Mm-hmm. I believe that's the only thing he's done. Gotcha. But now he's Jason Bourne. Well, he's he's living that uh he's living off that office money, homie. Well, he's now he's Jason Bourne. Nice. So now he's like he's got his own Amazon Prime show. A lot he fucking does. Still making moves. Yeah. Well, good for him. I know he doesn't need it. Office money is a lot of money. Yeah, syndication royalties and all that. Great show. Yeah. Great show. Love it. So anyway, back to this whole circus tent scene. Uh, what I noticed was that he 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 decides to give everybody that's leaving when he runs out of phones mm-hmm. two weeks for two weeks. Nonviolent felonies are fifty percent off, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden everybody wants a card. <laughs> How many people are planning on committing nonviolent felonies in the next two weeks? Well, maybe. The- <laughs> I, maybe that was just like the trigger. Like you know how you say you want to kick somebody's ass, but you never really do it. Oh, so now they but, now they have a, a a lawyer they've never even heard of before. That's obviously very shady. He's going to have their backs. They well, I, I'm it. assuming that these folks are people who have multiple run-ins with the law. Yeah, and so they're like, well, at least this time I'll save some money for kicking this dude's ass. Yeah, right. Because you don't want to lose money on that deal. Right. <laughs> right. 
Like so, it's like a very economical way to like assault yeah. somebody. Or maybe maybe a lot of them are out on bail and they have court cases pending and they don't have a lawyer. Yeah, and they'll have they'll have public defenders like Petty with a prior guy. Yeah, uh, who shows up later? He does. Petty with a prior. That's why I threw him in there. Yeah, nice, nice foreshadowing. He's always at a vending machine too. Yeah, if you see a vending machine, you're gonna see Petty with a prior. Well, he's just uh, that's how he eats nutritiously, dude. That's right. So, uh. <laughs> The last bag of chips in the whole vending machine. <laughs> uh, um, Mike Truck Desert. Yep. So we're uh, so uh, we have like this weird little scene where in the truck it opened up. Mike tells everybody, "Yeah, if you were gonna die, I would have already killed you." Mm-hmm. Gives them their directions. Like you're gonna drive to Denver. You're gonna drive to Dallas. You know, you guys are just gonna get on the local airport. Um, right. Fucking Kai, man. Because nothing says. Nothing belays suspicion when an entire construction crew that came over together leaves separately from different airports and cars with different lives. But maybe they didn't come over together, though. Maybe they came over at different airports as well. They'll poke holes in my theories. I'm just saying. And then they coalesced. (laughs) But fucking Kai, man. Nice word. Point. Thank you. Thank you. Point. appreciate that. Fucking Kai. Fucking Kai. He's always got to open his goddamn big mouth, you know? Yeah, <laughs> right. and then finally gets punched in. It. Remember, we thought that Kai was going to be the guy that got sh- they got killed. Right, we were like one of these motherfuckers is going to die. No, we thought it was Kai, but Mike finally got to punch him. Did he punch him before? I don't think he punched him before. He was just kind of always extremely annoying, yeah. and then Kai kind of crossed the line because Mike was kind of friends in a way with Werner. They've kind of bonded right. a little bit, but Mike did what he you know had to do. Yeah, and then so Kai just kind of like. Essentially, just opened his mouth and insulted Mike's friend because remember, right. Mike's all business. So that oh, you th- oh, you know what? I didn't think about that because mm-hmm. he called him soft. Or he called him soft, but but, but Mike he, doesn't see him as soft. No, because Mike. he took his. He knew he was going to get killed, and he took his punishment. Mm-hmm. And he has to call his wife, right? Right. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting, and that makes the next thing I pointed out about the guy that says, you know. He was 50 of you. He was worth 50 of you, and Mike doesn't punch him. I thought it was just because he was bigger than Mike. No, I think it's because that, like, that that hit home. Yeah, game recognized, game respect <laughs> kind of a thing. Like, right. You're right. Well, like, he was a good dude that had made one tragic mistake. Yeah, like that guy kind of like like twisted the dagger a little right. bit. You know, like how do you, how do you dispute that? Because Mike, Mike knows he's not a good person. Right. Right? I mean, like the whole the whole character – like, why well, he's kind of funny and, like, badass or whatever, you know? But, like, the whole character, like, there's a lot of, like, self-loathing, and he just kind of mm-hmm. hates what he's become, but, like, that's right. just what he is. So mm-hmm. he just kind of rides it out until he gets his ass shot by Walter White. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So it's like, so he punches Kai because Kai insults somebody that he respects mm-hmm. because he doesn't respect Kai at all. And then this guy just kind of, like, like said something that Mike couldn't dispute. Right. That's how I interpret it. Yeah, now now I see it that way. I forgot about the whole like bonding almost between mm-hmm. Werner and Mike. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. Mm. Well, in a way, it was a very heartfelt moment. Yeah. I liked it. I liked oh. that whole scene. Well, I did see him, and now I missed the joke because I was going to say he did the old, you know, do half the job and switch crews, which is how my house was built. Did half the job and switch crews. Yeah, it's been added on to over the years. Like half the family has built it, then the next generation adds on to it. <laughs> I almost feel like I have to build a room in here, actually. Didn't know where to build but up, man. Right, exactly. Third story. Third story. Third story. Yeah. So Gus wants to put Mike on retainer. Mm-hmm. And Mike turns it down. Right. But obviously that that's Mike's gonna... a man of honor that doesn't want to get paid for doing nothing. Right, which is why his ass, because remember, they 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 actually explicitly state that Gus is all business. Right. So so Gus, so obviously he's going to get drawn back into all this bullshit somehow. Right. But um, I think that's why Gus probably didn't have him killed <laughs> when he just kind of blew him off. Yeah. Probably. Well, that, yeah, well, he's going to, he knows he's going to need him later, and I think he still has, like, Control. I think Michael still do work when he's getting paid for it, mm-hmm. but I think maybe he just doesn't want the paper trail leading to him when he's not actually doing anything. Yeah, or he just doesn't want to get paid for not working because yeah. some, you know, that generation, the greater generation, is that what they call it? What do they call themselves? The greater generation, Boomers? like 
Oh, boomers? Don't they call themselves like the great generation or the No, best that's gen- World War II, like the World War II vets. Oh, but still. Are, are the greatest generation. So there you go. I don't think Mike's, I don't think Jonathan Banks is quite that old. So he was raised <laughs> by someone from the greatest generation mm-hmm. who will not work for free. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I said that backwards. Who will not get paid will not working. Right. I, I understood what you meant. I understood it. Okay, so the man. only thing I did not like about that scene was um, the whole, uh, if I were you, I choose my next words very carefully. And it says you can keep your goddamn retainer. I didn't mind that part. But uh, like the, just the, if I were you, I choose your words very carefully. I thought that was very Gus. You think so? I think that's consistent with his character. Yeah. He well, might have even said that a few times before in either Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul or The Mandalorian. I, I just feel it. Like- <laughs> Or in the Lion King, or in the Lion King. But I, I think in the Lion King, he said that during the food orgy part when that came up. <laughs> Forget. I mean, I mean, it's like a very badass line. It is, yeah. but for some reason, I feel like it's it's just one of those things that like I just like I've heard like a million times and a million other things. I'm gonna go ahead and on record and probably wrongly say that somebody said that to Gus earlier in the show. So they did one of those where somebody says something to a character, very big mm-hmm. Lebowski. Right. Somebody says something to a character, and then he repeats it to somebody else later. Like in Batman Begins? Right. Right. Why do exactly. we fall? And then, Why do we fall? That's why I can't right. watch modern movies. because You never learn to mind your footing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mind your surroundings. Damn it, I got the quote wrong. Never learn to mind your surroundings. That's why I can't watch modern movies. It's because like, if there's a quote in the beginning or yep. some sort of obscure hobby or invention that always becomes the crux of the entire film. Right. Like So you can really pretty much just figure out a movie like within the first five minutes. It's like- right. Like, oh, that guy has an obscure hobby where he builds inventions that are seemingly useless? Well, I bet that's going to fix the whole fucking film, and that's exactly what happens the entire time. Every, every time. Every fucking movie, man. You can always tell which character's going to get killed off, too, which is great. Yeah. You know, if it's like, yeah, the quirky guy, or there's always something where you're like, yep, that's the guy that didn't make it to the end of the movie. Right. And it, and it's always like the bad guy is always now the friend of the protagonist's Right, confidant. Yeah, like it's always like the guy that's brought in, or you know, or like somebody that they could trust because they know somebody. Mm-hmm. That guy is always the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So lame. That's why I don't watch movies. <laughs> Formulas, man. That's why you got to watch independent movies. Mm-hmm. All the all the major studio is, is so formulaic. It's all down to a science. Literally, yeah. they have acts down to the minute anymore. It's frustrating. Yeah, beats. Yeah, they call it the beats. The yeah. beats. It hit all the beats. We well, we do get to see the petty with the prior guy. Yep. Getting snacks from the vending machine, always as you mentioned earlier. Giving the old shoulder bump, love. He gets ambushed by Jimmy and his news crew. So here's my thing with that. I love those kids. I'm glad that they're already back. Yeah, and I I love that they gave her like the totally late '90s like yeah like uh, anchor girl power haircut. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like with the weird wings that come up and over yeah. the fucking ears and five shit. layers of foundation, like way too much makeup. Yeah. So my my yeah. only deal with that though is they had to have been filming a commercial, right? Like, but they were doing it Gonzo style, so it seemed like a newscast. Because it's not like it was right. live news. I don't even think this was even filming. I think they were, see, I, I was debating. Were they going to make this a commercial? Were they going to, just doing this whole thing just to get everybody in the courthouse to get his card? Yeah. And there's no real film rolling? See, I thought they, at first I thought they were doing like one of the things, like it's a total setup, obviously. Like, yeah. like the guy hanging from the billboard and all that. Right. So at first I was like, oh, it's funny. They're ambushing them like a news crew. But then I'm like, wait a minute. they wouldn't, It's not like the people are watching it live because right. it's, just it's just four them. assholes with a camera and a boom yeah. mic. You know? and, and, you know, OK Boomer's not really going to talk. I'm going to call him OK Boomer. Uh, nice. I get it with the boom mic. Okay. <laughs> so OK Boomer is not really going to say something off camera, you know, if they're doing anything of a professional. So just on a side note, one of my employees used that. At you? Uh, yeah. You're, exactly. You're, and I go, I'm like, I'm like, I'll give you $5 right now if you could tell me what generation the, the baby boomers are. <laughs> the one after the greatest. Right. <laughs> Which, well, it's like the children of those people were the baby boomers, yeah, it's right? the children of the World War II soldiers. Right. Right. <laughs> but, like, apparently this whole stupid okay boomer thing just applies to, like, anybody younger than you. <laughs> Older than you. That's what I mean. Like it's like it's said yeah. by anybody younger than you as yeah. a means to disparage oh, you. Yeah. But I was just like, I'll give you five bucks right now if you can tell me. So how old was this guy? Was he Generation Z or Generation Not Named yet? I have no idea how old he is. Because we get millennials. He's wrong. younger than me. We do the same shit or or boomers, but us too get millennials wrong, thinking like twelve year olds are millennials. Yeah. You know, no millennials are like thirty. Right. You know. Yeah. It's weird how time flies like that. Yeah. Indeed. It's quite, well, I'm quite. an Xennial, so. 
It's uh, you're solid time. Generation X. I'm Xennial. I'm right. Behind. I'm on the border. Time flies, much like the uh, Hakuna Matata, Hakuna Matata montage in The Lion King when he went from being a young lion cub to adult lion. When he went from JTT to Matthew Broderick? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the transition we're all looking to make. Yeah, apparently it's just as simple as walking across a log, and all of a sudden right. you'll, like, you'll yeah. age like 20 years. It's yeah, amazing. You get a nice flowing mane. Right, yeah. Voice drops a little bit. Yeah. See you, go from, you go from But a your buddies don't change. Right. <laughs> your buddies never age. No. You go from television star to movie star, you know. Mm-hmm. By yeah. the way, actually the hyenas could be, um, could be the two brothers. Which the two brothers? The, the, the silent twins. The um, the murder twins, as we yeah, call them. Yeah, the murder yeah. twins. Yeah, they could be the That's they right. could be the hyenas. Hmm. Yeah. But aren't they dead? No. No, they're in Breaking Bad. Duh. Right. And they're still around. They're still yeah. around. They're like enforcers. Not that they got killed in Breaking Bad. Uh, probably eventually they did. I think Mike might have killed them or something. Or Walter. maybe. I'm know. just saying. So the hyenas are now. The murder twins. Yeah, we gotta stay here and think about this. Okay. We gotta we gotta work this out for the next episode. Maybe like preview the prior. Mm-hmm. We can go through a whole There you go. We'll we'll finalize our Lion King Right. Uh what do you call that allegory? Like uh yeah. like yeah, I get to it. Like the flow chart or yeah. <laughs> whatever. Better call Simba. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. And we're back, folks. Yep. I'm just saying, uh, and then also, oh. so now that I think about it, the the bird, what's the name of the bird? Zazu. Zazu. That could be like Howard Hamlin. <laughs> I think. Zazu's way too annoying to be. <laughs> Who's like that, yeah, that fruity, annoying character? Better with Pryor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at my notes and realized that I missed another terrible joke. That's okay. We've we've more than made up for it by this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Kim's hanging out with Bobby, who apparently is quite the scofflaw. Nice. Thank you. Nice. I appreciate that. Playing Game Boy, you got to appreciate that. Was that what that was? Yeah. It was I like was trying to figure what the hell he had in his hands. Yeah, it was Game Boy. Oh. Hanging out, playing Game Boy. Wow, that's even old for Better Call Saul time. Uh, no, the Game Boy was around for like 15, 16 years. That's what I'm saying. Like, it had been around for a long time, like in Better Call Saul being in 2000. It came out in like five? 1989, and it was still around in like two because right. like 2004, 2005, the Game Boy Advance came out. Right. The Game Boy Advance, the Game Boy was around for a long ass time. Mm-hmm. Then there was like Game Boy Color, and then like Super Game Boy, where you could like play it on your Super Nintendo and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I remember so that. It fits because that was my first thought too. But then like being the big Nintendo nerd, I am. You I are like, a big Nintendo. I was nerd. like, you know what? Nope, that makes sense. Like the Game yeah. Boy was around mm. for a long, long ass time. Classic, classic handheld console. Yeah. And then they just had this whole scene where, you know, he he's he he thinks he's smooth enough to talk himself out of right. whatever troubles he's in, regardless of the advice of Kim. Right. Well, as I noted, uh his ride or die, Lois. Right, yeah. Your, your words <laughs> right uh, or supports die. him whatever decision he makes, so he's mm-hmm. not even got the voice of reason. Right. You know, he is his own voice of reason. Mm-hmm. And, and then classic yeah. classic Jimmy comes in with the scam. Right. And then Kim's like reluctant, even gets a little snippy. Yeah. Snippy well, this there. is what I alluded to before that, you know, he says, you reel me in, but she's not like, she's unsuccessfully trying to rein him in. And she has to kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. just put her foot down a little bit. Like, dude, dude, right. dude. It's like the scene from basketball. Yeah. The entire conversation dude. of dude. Yeah. Dude. Dude. Yeah. Exactly. Dude. And then, but she eventually acquiesces, man. Right. Ooh. Thank you. You get a point back. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Right? And she just goes with it. And man, does she fucking hate herself for that. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) She, she does. But, you know, she scams it herself. It works. She got what she wanted. Like he said, let's use our powers for good. Mm Mm-hmm. Which it was good. Yeah. If keeping a criminal on the streets is good. Yeah. It's very deceptive. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was good for... But it's not keeping them on the streets. It's only put them away for like five months. I was but, joking about no. how a, crim- a criminal's going back on the streets quicker. I was making a terrible joke again. Oh, okay, yeah, that wasn't that good. Criminals <laughs> should be criminals should be behind bars. Right, right, right. I wasn't really going for last with that one. I was going for social commentary. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay, well, well played. Yeah, <laughs> well played. And uh, the most fantastic part of the episode for me was when all that happened, and you were like, "End episode," and you did this like awesome like 
movement with your hand just as it faded to black. It was perfect. I was so, I was even going to mention it myself because I'm very, very proud of that moment. Yeah, that was awesome. I just went, and episode. Yeah. And as I made my hand motion, the screen went black, and I really thought there was going to be another scene. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so that's it. That's the first episode. Overall, what do you think the first episode of the penultimate penultimate episode (laughs) the penultimate (laughs) episode of penultimate season the first episode of the penultimate season of Better Call Saul so overall thoughts overall thoughts it's very Better Call Saul Mm -hmm. I was a little almost a little concerned about how how well the consistency was going to be with the Mm -hmm. year off hiatus and a movie being made in between yeah and and if the movie would have any effect on any characters which it did for me with the vacuum cleaner guy Mm -hmm. and uh the camera tricks are still there. The cinematography is still there. Yep. The colors are probably still very, very meaningful, but we don't tend to pick up on that stuff. I remember the scene with Kim was very blue. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of had forgotten that they use colors for a lot of indicators mm-hmm. in a lot of Vince Gilligan stuff. So maybe upon rewatch, maybe I'll have some things to mention on that in preview of the prior. Yeah. No, uh, no Howard. No Howard. Well, Howard's kind of uh, doing his thing, rebuilding HHM. Yeah. Or is it just HH now? Do you keep the name? I don't know. I, 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 would, I would assume that we probably find out in the next episode. I, because I think they the answer to that, to that is that the other H is dead. So, yes, you keep the name. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then, well, and plus, I mean, we'll find out because it's if they ever H skip now. over a character. Right. In fact, I would make a prediction before we see this. I bet the second episode opens up with Howard. Opens up with? Because it seems like every time they completely skip over a character, the next episode like brings, brings back what that character is doing. As far as I remember... We've had this conversation, mm-hmm. and we made the same prediction, and it was with Nacho, mm-hmm. and I believe he was gone for another episode. Oh. And then I think we said, okay, opens up with Nacho, and it wasn't until like halfway through the episode. Yeah. So I'm going to say Hamlin comes in halfway through the next episode. Okay. Well, I guess we'll find out. What time is it? <laughs> I don't know. We got time to watch one more? Yeah, fuck it. It's 11 o'clock. I work tomorrow morning, but to hell with it. <laughs> okay. We're going to watch uh, episode two right now, and then we'll record about it at another time. Absolutely. And so, uh, obviously, uh, you guys are now watching this because this will go up as the credits will roll. As far as I know, we are still the only Better Call Saul podcast to do so. Except for the official one. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, if you're listening to this right now, make sure before you see episode two, which I'm probably sure what they're going to do is, like, last year they did the two-night the two night premiere, right? They played episode one one night. And then they played episode two the night, the next night. I'm pretty sure they're doing that again this year. Or, I'll have to look at. Was the, it like that? I thought it was they played episode one, and then the next week they went like episode one, episode two. No, I they think, I think they backs? played them. I think it was a two night premiere. It was like one night was episode one, mm. the next night was episode two. Okay. Either way, if you're listening to this before episode two, make sure that you guys hit us up on Twitter at yeah. ISGM Podcast. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, Facebook, I got to remember all the passwords and stuff for that, but please hit us up. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the uh, year and a half hiatus or whatever, um, everybody that's written emails and checked in how we were doing, uh, fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely cool. Uh, Dave and I appreciate it. It's good to be back. Uh, mm-hmm. And I guess uh, now that we have a definitive end on this, I guess Dave and I are Dave and I are in this until at least sometime in 2021. Mm. And we'll start reaching out to people, <laughs> try to get some. <laughs> yeah, we'll try to get more interviews. Yeah, try to get some interviews on. It's just been it's been a really crazy year and a half. Like I said, yeah. like we played like band shows and like right. uh, lots of life changes and stuff. Other like, podcasts. I'm on the radio now. Yeah, you have a radio show now. Maybe we should maybe maybe we could tell you guys where to hear me on the radio. It's a local music show that takes place in Joliet, and it's, it's mostly Joliet, Illinois local musicians. Yeah. Called What's Going Down in Downtown J. That's our podcast. The local music bonanza on eighty eight point seven FM Fridays at ten AM. Yeah. And if any and every and if any of you guys are ever if you guys are near the Joliet, Illinois area, Chicago area, it's it's like one I mean they're like thirty miles away from each other, but like <laughs> right. but like if you're in that general area, uh hit me up at nothing important podcast at gmail dot com. And I'll let you know the next time Dave and I decide to go do like an open mic night or, um, or even an acoustic show or a full yeah. band show and, mm-hmm. uh, I'll buy you a beer and hang out with you. It'd be a lot of fun. Um, so I, I will let you buy me a beer. <laughs> 
I'm the celebrity in this situation. Right, the right. Beers bought for me. Come on, Brian. You know how this game works. Right. I know. Isn't that isn't that funny? You can never get anything for free, but when you have it all, people just want to give you shit for free. It's weird. <laughs> it's amazing. So awesome. Anyway, good to be back. Thanks for putting up with our rambling and terrible jokes. It's uh, like eleven o'clock at night, but Dave and I are probably going to power through, watch one more episode, and with that, Dave, call us idiots, call us geniuses, whatever. Just call us. All right. It's all good, man.